following is a production of the Lance J Radio Network and Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. The opinions and views expressed are certainly those of the host and do not represent the views of Lance J Radio Network or NBC Sports Radio. What's going on, everybody? We are back. Another week, Mike Jones, John Brown. What's good, my friend? I know I'm down. I'm pretty sure John's down, but the question is, are you down with ODD? Yeah, you know me. (laughs) All right. Good week, man. Good week. It's been a good week, man. Look, in the absence of my natural rivalries, Mm -hmm. you know, you pick up little, you know, temporary rivalries. You know, teams that might that could be your rival for a little bit. Okay. But that might change. So right now, the Eagles, you know, as an Eagles fan, you know, I, I really didn't care about the Cowboys. You know, Cowboys lost. They were out of it anyway. Redskins ain't in the uh weren't in the uh playoffs. Giants, you know, they were garbage. So I had to openly root for the Saints to lose. I got my wish. I enjoyed watching the Saints lose. You know what? What's up? I, I really, really, really didn't care mm-hmm. who lost until after the game. Okay. After the game, now I'm glad the Saints lost. Why is that? Because of Saints fans. Like, okay. No, to be let's be perfectly clear. That was pass interference. Yes, not not you know. And it was on the same. It's basically a pick your penalty helmet to helmet pass interference. Mm, Yes, yes. If you call one, it changes the game. Yes. But if you go back to what the previous drive, the face mask on Jared Goff that Mm. doesn't get called, Mm -hmm. also a personal foul, automatic first down. They call that. It changes the game. So yeah, the one, uh, the no call at the end against. The Saints, I mean, excuse me, against the Rams, sure, it hurts. Yeah. You, if you're a Saints fan, you wish you get that call. But let's be honest. That one call does not decide a game. You have multiple opportunities over the course of 60 minutes mm-hmm. to try to put the ball in the end zone, to mm-hmm. try to put points on the board. Yes. If your whole argument is that one call ruined your season, mm-hmm. that means you didn't play good enough this season. Not at all. And let me let me ask you a question as, as we talk about this. You know, we'll we'll get into we'll get into the AFC game in a little bit. Okay. But I wanted to ask you a, a real quick question about that game. Let's, let's in talk the, about in it. the a, in the AFC Championship game. Game went to overtime. Who won the toss? Patriots. Who's the Patriots quarterback? Tom Brady. What did Tom Brady do? He wanted the ball, and then he went downfield and scored. Exactly. Who won the toss in the uh, in the NFC Championship game? I believe that was the the Saints. Yes. Mm-hmm. Who's their quarterback? Drew Brees. What did he do? How did how did that opening how did their opening drive end? They didn't go down the field and score a touchdown. No, because the Rams won the game. Yes, so that couldn't have been. Drew Brees won. Drew Brees had the ball in his hand mm-hmm. and threw an interception. Yeah, don't talk to me about pass interference in a game where your quarterback had the had ball. The ball. And all threw he has, an, if he goes down the field and scores, game. Yes, yes, exactly. So this it a, sounds a, like you feel like I feel. 
Oh, I'm, I am. Look, although we don't call ourselves this again you know, anymore, you know, we've agreed to disagree on many different topics. Oh, absolutely. You know, we, we've we've disagreed and we've battled over plenty of topics. This is one of this them. is not one of them. There is a very a very dangerous slash disgusting trend that I am noticing as of late in professional football. Whiny fan bases. It's not fan just bases. fans though. No, okay. Fans, teams, I, whatever. I, I want to hear. You know, I'm looking please. I'm I'm listening to the Saints fan and and and, and call me jaded. Call me biased because I am a Philly fan and I hear, I've heard it my entire life how Philly fans are, are these crazed individuals, these, you know, these yahoos who are just so unreasonable or whatever. Passionate now, fans, passionate, that's all. You know, we, we, we always use the word, the term passionate. That's how we describe ourselves. People on the outside looking in, you know, on the outside looking in, they, you know, they want to use you know, terms like crazy and unreasonable and idiotic and, you know, just mm-hmm. you know, different, you know, just a bunch of derogatory terms. Neanderthals. Neanderthals, and whatever. And yeah, exactly. But I'm sitting here now and I've heard Saints fans whining. Mm-hmm. I've heard Bears fans whining. Mm-hmm. I've heard Vikings fans whining. They should be whining at the GM for pay, pay, paying Kirk Cousins. Okay. We could talk about that another time. Eagles lost. We lost too. Didn't win the Super Bowl. I haven't heard a single Eagles fan whining. Exactly. Like, seriously, I haven't yeah, heard yes. a single. Like, as much as yes. Eagles fans get bashed for being poor sports we're not, and everything. We're not out here crying. Nobody's out, nobody's out here ta- trying to. Nobody's filing lawsuits. You know what the Eagles did? The Eagles fans saw, happened to see Alshon Jeffrey at a Sixers game. You know they gave him a, a standing, standing ovation. ovation. Exactly. The guy who mishandled the the pass that turned into this mm-hmm. game ceiling yes. interception got yes. a standing ovation from Eagles fans. Exactly. While all these other fan bases who get praised as being great fans They're, are out uh, here whining. Look, and I, I I said this, and I've I've had this conversation with many of people. There there are certain fan bases that can never say anything to me about crazed fans, about you know, now, now I will delusional say fans, about crazy fans. Chicago being the number one city of people, the number one city of people who should never say anything about any other city. I have one thing I have to say though. Okay. And as much as it pains me to say this, okay, while we're out here, for lack of a better term, bashing some fan bases, okay, I'm I, I don't think I'm bashing. I'm calling like it is. I'm telling. That's I'm out I'm here truth telling. <laughs> okay, well, here, while I'm, we're being honest about some fan bases, okay, I, I like that. Okay, yes, yes, yes. I have to continue my honesty. Okay, is whether or not I actually like saying it or not. Okay, the one thing I've not heard much of. What's up? Whining from Cowboys fans. No. They took their L and handled it like exactly. men. That's terrible. In fact, if you're a Vikings fan, if you're a Bears fan, if you're a Saints fan, you should be ashamed of yourself. You should be absolutely ashamed of yourself if you have to look to Cowboys fans to be the voice of reason. I mean, why, are they the mo- why are they the models for losers? I mean, imagine that. 
the the, cow- e- the yeah. hooligans mm-hmm. and the bandwagon yeah. front runners yeah. are the best behaved fans. Exactly. Meanwhile, Bears fans over there threatening Cody Parkey's life. Vikings fans just crying over, you know, they just crying because that's what they do. That's what they've done for the last two years. And then Saints fans, and here's the thing about Saints fans. Here's the thing about Saints fans. Here's the thing about the Saints. I don't feel sorry for the Saints because the Saints party like it was 1999 when they beat the Eagles. Mm-hmm. They had Meat Mill in the locker. Well, they, they didn't have actual Meat Mill. They, they had the playing, music play. Yeah, they playing Meat Mill in the locker room. You know, they were they had their ski masks on, talking about how the Eagles were frauds and how they were doing it right and all that. They were just part like it was just vindication, like beating the defending Super Bowl champions somehow weighs more than actually winning the Super Bowl. Well this is not this is not this is not boxing. This is not where you defeat I, the I, champion, now you're the champion. To your point, I will say this. Alvin Kamara yes. had been quite public about running his mouth about his feelings yes. as to believing that had the Saints not lost mm-hmm. To the, in the playoffs to the Vikings last mm-hmm. year, they would have blown out the team who actually blew out the team that beat them. Mm-hmm. Or to be more clear, if the if the Vikings had not beat the Saints, they believed they would have blown out the Eagles instead of the Eagles blowing out the Saints. I mean, mm-hmm. the blowing out the Vikings. Yes, they tried to lay claim to somehow, although they lost a close one. Even if they had won or not blown that play at the end, it would mm. still have been a close one. They would have came into Philly and blown out the eventual Super Bowl champions. So, I guess on some level, I don't know. That's that's Fugazi, man. And I'm not calling, and I'm not calling the Saints a fraud. I'm not calling the Saints frauds, but I'm think I'm saying that mindset right there, kind of fraudulent. I mean. You see the look on my face. I, everyone else, I, I, I know you can't see me at home listening, mm-hmm. but John can see the look yes. of yeah, confusion, you're... disbelief, borderline disgust, all balled oh. up into one. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I just don't know. I mean, but that may have something to do with their level of celebration because but, had they lost to the Eagles in that game? Yeah, it would have been all over. <laughs> oh, it had been all over. It'd been, it it would it would definitely have been all over because it was, you know, it, it speaks to someone that we've talked about this season, mm-hmm. you know, about the level of confidence that you can get from a regular season win. They blew the doors off the Eagles. You know that, and that could have, should have been a statement. Mm-hmm. Had they lost two weeks ago, had the had the Saints lost to the Eagles in the playoffs, whatever positive, whatever momentum, whatever good they took from that blowout win mm-hmm. would have been lost. It only matters in the playoffs. What ma- you know, you talk. You're talking about how you would have beaten the team. You would have beaten the team in the playoffs had you gotten the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Had you not lost, <laughs> and you have to remember that part. Yes, had yeah, you, you not yeah, lost, had you not lost, you, you know. But you have an opportunity to beat them in the playoffs. 
And but to me, it's like okay. The key is do you know what was your is like, if you're the Saints, what was your goal? Was your goal to win the Super Bowl? Or was your goal to beat the Eagles? Y'all party like y'all won it all when you I, beat the Eagles in the divisional round. I think Drew Brees' goal was to win the Super Bowl. Okay, I believe it. And, and we're not talking about the entire team. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm, I'm sure, you know, I, I I would even venture to say that was probably a, like a maybe a, a minority, you know, just a, a pocket of Saints players. But they were talking the loudest. They were being the most flamboyant. So that's what you see. You know, mm-hmm. soon as the game's over, if you're on Instagram, what do you see? Saints in the locker room partying. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, hey, you know what? The Eagles partied after the uh, after the uh, divisional win. The last divisional year. win, yeah, and they partied after beating the uh, they, after beating, beating the Vikings in the beating, conference game. Mm-hmm. But this they year, part, after they, they beat, beat the Bears, after they beat the Bears, but they weren't out there playing like Kanye or you know, you know, something <laughs> to like take a shot mm-hmm. at Chicago. It's like they won, they're happy. You know, if the Saints went in the locker room after they won the game, played some Master P, you know, maybe dug out some maybe some five, no limit, some, no, some, some classic some no limit, money. yeah, cash money, you know, anybody, you know, somebody from the NO, you know, a little mystical or something. Exactly. That would have been cool. Makes sense. It would, it would have been annoying, but it would have been cool. New Orleans, you yeah. want to listen to some rap music? Listen yeah. to some New Orleans exactly. rap music. Exactly, but you came in out. You Philly came in there. To Philly yeah. you came out there, and you li- and it wasn't just meat. You know, what I mean, it wasn't just any meat joint. It was dreams it was, and nightmares. It was dreams and nightmares. The song you knew they were coming out to. Mm-hmm. You knew that was that they joint. You know, that was they got with it with four CDs out now and a host of mixtapes. You chose that one song. That's what you couldn't play. Amen. Mm-mm. Couldn't play I'm a boss. Amen wouldn't make sense for the Saints to play. Yeah. <laughs> couldn't play I'm a boss. Nah, I couldn't do that one either. Like my rose red, my diamonds blue. Couldn't play that. Nah, dreams and nightmares. No, it had to be dreams and nightmares. Had to be, had to be dreams and nightmares. Mm-hmm. Why did it have to be dreams and nightmares? Because you sent in this you you throwing shade at the Eagles. Exactly. And after all that, what did that get you? Got you beat in your own building. Mm-hmm. Got one of the great, got one of the greatest quarterbacks of our generation. Not the greatest of all time because he's playing in the Super Bowl right now. But one, of the, one greatest, of the greatest, one of the, one of the greatest of our generation. Of our generation, sure. yes. One of the all-time greats, first ballot Hall of Famer of our generation. I top three, top okay. Of our generation, of our generation, yeah, top three. That, that, definitely, definitely. He yeah. threw an interception though, arguably. Okay, whatever. depends on what we how we define our generation. Okay, but, we, we, but, but, but that, you th- know. that'll take us down yeah, to tangent exactly, if we want to exactly, go through that. Exactly, exactly. Saints fans, you should be ashamed of yourselves, man. You should be ashamed of your team. It's don't don't talk to me about lawsuits. I want to hear that. Did you did you hear that? Yes, lawsuits. So y'all want to replay? Y'all y'all are here filing lawsuits to replay the game? Apparently, some lawyer. Actually filed a lawsuit against the league. You got to be kidding me! Because of that call, you know what I'm talking. What exactly does he think he's going to get from? Don't don't ever talk to me about booing Santa Claus ever again. If you sued the league, sued the league to replay the end of a game. (laughs) I'm sorry. Here's this is the problem. This is the thing. Philly booed Santa Claus 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. 
We still hear about it. We still hear about it. 50 years ago, most of the, a good portion of the people who were at that game are dead. There's no TV coverage of it. There's not, it's just stories. Mm -hmm. I heard about this on Sports Center. Yeah. It's in the newspaper. It's on the internet. It's on Twitter. It's on Twitter. You know, if it's on Twitter, it's It's there forever. Exactly. Twitter is forever. Don't talk to me about Santa Claus. Don't talk to me. You know, exact, don't talk to me about that New Orleans. New Orleans, do you understand what you've done? Y'all sued the league. That's pathetic, New Orleans. Sad. It's pathetic. You should be ashamed of yourself. And here I am. I've spent weeks thinking Vikings fans were the whiniest fan base in the history of the world. And New Orleans is like, here, man, hold my beer. Let me go ahead and file this lawsuit. Let me file. Let me file this lawsuit. <laughs> That's what we should have done. I mean, you know, we we got a guest coming up. We we do have a guest. We got a guest coming up. Know who we should have tried to book? Who? We should have tried to book this lawyer. <laughs> oh, man, <laughs> why don't you come over here and explain yourself, man? Oh man, we have to work on that. We gotta yeah, we gotta talk to find that guy. Where's he? Oh man, it's crazy. And that's not even the only, that was the first game. That was the first game of the evening. There was a whole nother game to talk about. Oh, uh, man. We're going to get to that, too. Let's take a quick break. Okay. And then we'll be right back, and we could talk about the AFC game. All right. Yeah, because the AFC is the AFC. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but it is. But More on that on the other no side. No lawsuits, though. No lawsuits. No lawsuits. All right. <laughs> All right. Mike, John, jo- Mike, Mike Jones. Who? Mike Jones. John Brown. Yes, that's me. That's you. That's me. Who are you? I'm Mike Jones. Okay. Who? Mike Jones. Okay. We'll be right back after this. Name sounds familiar. Listen live online. Freeagentradio.com. Man, do I love card night. You ready, boys? You got a king? Go, fish that. Oh, come on. <laughs> this is WWE superstar Titus O'Neil. It only takes a moment to make a moment. Take time to be a dad today. Learn more at 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. When you need to be caught up on all that's going on in the sports world, tune into the Best in the World Sports Report with all-knowing John Brown each and every Saturday morning, starting at 8 a.m. here on the Philly Go Flow at phillygoflow.com. The following is a production of the Lance J Radio Network and Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. The opinions and views expressed are certainly those of the host and do not represent the views of Lance J Radio Network or NBC Sports Radio. All right, everybody, we are back. Before the break, we talked about the NFC playoffs and the whiniest fan base in recent history. Saints fans, man. Call a wambulance, man. Now let's get to the AFC game. Okay. Nobody was whining in that game. Nobody whined in that game. No, I'll give them no that. lawsuits. No lawsuits. No whining. Mm-mm. A winner and a loser. That's it. Okay. AFC Championship game. You had the young upstart, Patrick Mahomes, who who is slowly. Well, I shouldn't even say slowly. He, look, man. I admit, I said it last week on the show. I really wanted to hate on dude, and I really wanted you know 
I wanted him to be overrated. Um, that's that's not gonna happen. Um, Patrick Mahomes is good. He's real good. That kid's the real thing. Yeah, he's the, he's the real thing. I'm sorry, Patrick. I I, sh- I, I should have picked a new tub. I mean, that kid, honestly, at 22, 23 years old, is doing things that you don't expect to see from a quarterback until he's truly in his prime, which makes it scary. Yeah. I mean, really flat out scary. Scary to think what his prime will actually be like. And the thing is, I feel we've seen Andy Reid, what he's done with quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. This could be the best quarterback he's had ever. 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 I, I'm really not arguing. Mm-hmm. So, it, so to your point about how scary – you know, the potential is, how high the ceiling could be. Mm-hmm. Bruh, you know, it's like he, he's in a perfect situation. He's got a uh, – he has a head coach who knows how to nurture quarterbacks. You know, Donovan McNabb. You know what else his quarterback – his co- head coach did, though? What, what, do, you, what do you know? Well, well he does he does nurture quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. McNabb, Michael Vick. Mike Vick, yep. Yeah. Drafted Nick Foles. Mm-hmm. Got a second-round pick for Ke- out of Kevin Cobb before the concussion ended. Didn't he get a second pick out for A.J. Feely? I think so. A.J. Feely. The guy knows how to work quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. But what else he, he also – it was something else he did. He also knew how to fire his defensive coordinator this week after Tom Brady did what Tom Brady does. That is true. That is true. And brought in his man. He he brought in somebody he knew, somebody he was familiar with. Somebody he respects. Somebody he respects, somebody who was unemployed as well. Mm-hmm. Good old Steve Spagnola. Exactly. They have history working together in the previously. Mm-hmm. Now, you watched that whole Patriots-Chiefs game? Yes. Do you think, or how much of the blame for that loss do you think fell on the Chiefs' defensive coordinator. The coordinator? Well, I, I will put it to you like this. I mean, everybody knows Andy Reid's not calling defenses. No, no, he's not. But how much, I, I guess, forgive me for answering a question with a question, but I think it would depend. It The answer to your question depends on where do you, find the fault in the defense was it personnel or was it scheme if it's scheme then yeah i put it on uh the defensive coordinator if it's personnel i put that on andy you can only play with the guys that you play the guys (laughs) that you brought in all of that is true now back to my original question Uh uh-huh how much of it the how much of that do you actually think from what you saw? Mm-hmm. Do you think it was scheme or do you think it was personnel? I thought it was personnel. I just thought the guys on the field just they weren't getting the job done. And that's why I asked. Mm-hmm. Because outside of D Ford and Justin Houston, whose names you really didn't hear get called much mm-hmm. on the other night on Sunday mm-hmm. during that game. Yeah. Who else on that defense is a true difference maker? 
Eric Berry Eric was Barry, gone. Yeah, Eric, yeah. I mean, that, that's the closest to it, and he really, you know, mm-hmm. he wasn't a factor. Marcus Peters is in the ramp with the Rams now. Mm-hmm. So I'm. Who are the Who are the real playmakers on that defense? That even with a depleted, not your traditional high octane offense that you expect from New England. They weren't the offensive juggernaut that you expect to just be able to put up 30 points a game on everyone. Mm. But the one thing Bill Belichick has always been good at doing is morphing his team to fit situations and take advantage of matchups. So if you only have two two game changers on your defense, he's going to find a way, get a hat on him, Get a hat on him. He's going to exploit it, and he's going to exploit your weaknesses. That's what. That's what. I mean, just like you said, that's what he does. It's what he does. But you can't fire the GM. The GM's not going to fire himself. Yeah, the GM's not going to fire himself. Andy is the guy. So there had to be a fall guy. The whole world saw that the defense was the liability. You got this prolific quarterback who kept you in the game. Made plays to keep you in the game. Who never saw the ball in overtime? Mm. And I understand there. Hold on, let me let me, let me look at this time. Uh, just, oh, we got plenty of we time. We got plenty of time. So please uh, humor me a minute. I'm, I'm gonna sit back, and I'm and I'm gonna let you okay get whatever you need to get off I, your chest. I, I, have, right I, have, I have a, I have a tangent. Stop whining about overtime rules the rules are the rules know what's great about overtime what's that sudden death score and it's over i like that this whole oh man mahomes never got to touch the ball sounds like a participation trophy for me (laughs) you want mahomes to get the ball because you Two things you could do. Win the toss. Which is more random. Mm-hmm. Play defense. Which you have some control over. Exactly. Don't talk to me about changing the overtime rules. I don't need the pro. The pros don't have to be college. I'm not even that big of a fan of college. You know, it's like. let I, I, I hear this. I've heard this. So often this week, and that's part of the. And I think that's part of the two weeks that it takes to get to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. where that first week you're still kind of recapping the last week's game, but then come next week, that's when you're really focused on the Super Bowl game itself. So that you know, right now we're giving more of a microphone and more of a forum for. Saints fans to cry, people to complain about overtime rules. Vikings fans still got a couple things they want to cry about. Bears fans still want to uh, they want to cry about Cody Parkey, you know things like that. The, the, we have to get this out the way. So next week, we're talking Rams, we're talking Patriots, and that's it. All right. So, but i I hate the whole. I hate the. I hate the idea of changing. Overtime rules, so both teams get a chance. It's stupid. All right, now let, let, let's let's look at this for a second. Okay. Though. So, 
You like the overtime rules as I think as they're is. fine. I think they're fine. You don't want the game to be over, keep them out the end zone, right? Okay. So here's here's a let let's call it a dissenting opinion. Okay. Just for the sake of discussion. Die. Love to play Would, that devil's advocate though. I, I, I'm, it's, it's, I mean, you're good at it. No. I I like to have a well-rounded discussion. All right. I don't I don't want our show to be accused of bias. I want someone to when they when they get done listening to us to be like, you know, these guys really talked about it, and I get why they feel that way. Okay. All right. You know. Okay. If you don't understand how I feel about this by listening to what I just said, then, you know, I don't know what else to tell you, but I feel you, though. So so here's my question. Okay. Because I'm looking at it, and I'm mm-hmm. thinking, and we all know NFL over the last, say, 10 to 15 years has pretty much legislated defense out of the game. Mm. So if I get the ball first, and you can't really play defense, how much of a chance do you have to win? Probably none. However, what I'm so going to So you don't see that as a valid? No. No. So, no, so if means? I have zero chance to win because of the rules, that's not no. a valid reason to th- consider change? Because I feel like it's not about having zero chances because of the rules. You got zero chances because of your front office. Make your defense better. Draft better players. Sign right. better free agents. Okay. Play so, better defense. So my front office drafts what they think is a very good defense. Mm-hmm. And I get to overtime. I get on the field. Tom Brady's on the other side of the field. Mm-hmm. That seems fair to you? Let me present uh, Let me present a... A, a, a different analogy. Okay. To paint the to paint how I feel. All right. Philadelphia Eagles. One of their uh, seven losses this season was to the Dallas Cowboys. In overtime. In overtime. And in overtime, where the quarterback never saw the ball. Dallas scored on basically a fluke uh, fluke catch. Mm-hmm. Ball bounced off the defender. Mm-hmm. Uh. Dallas player made the catch, scored the touchdown. Correct. The loss sucked. Mm-hmm. Really sucked. I don't want the overtime rules changed. As much as it sucked that we did not, that we, and I say we, meaning the team that I cheer for, did not get an opportunity to come back and tie, the rules are still the rules. I don't need the overtime rules changed. I would like a better defense. But that's. That's part of my question. You would like a better defense. Yes. How do you build a better defense with the rules? I can't tackle. I can't hit the quarterback. I can't press the receiver. I can't tackle the running back. If you're if you have made it to overtime. Mm-hmm. If you have made it to a point where you and the other team are tied with the same score at the end of rev- regulation, you have to have had played some level of defense. Or we're just in the middle of a shootout. Either way, stop somebody. You got to stop somebody. Whether you whether the rules are in your favor or whether or not, you play defense. Do something. 
I don't know. Change the rules and start handing out. Hey, you get a turn and you get a turn and you get a turn (laughs) and you get a turn. No, stop somebody. Do the impossible. Defy the odds. Kansas City had Kansas City in that overtime. Mm -hmm. At least three third and longs. Mm -hmm. Tom Brady converts all of them. Yes. Now, granted, yeah, you know what? We've already established, we've already agreed that that it was more the Chiefs. Personnel. Defend, yeah, it's personnel. More personnel than st- scheme. But you can't, You know, there has to be a fall guy as well. You play an overtime game at home where you can't get off the field on at least three th- uh, third and longs in overtime. Mm-hmm. Somebody's. Somebody got to take the fall over this. Now, now I see your point. But how many games this year have you watched where you saw a ticky-tack pass interference get called? Or mm-hmm. yeah, yes. a very questionable roughing the passer mm-hmm. call? Yes. Or so defense We saw a lot of it this weekend. We saw, we a, saw a lot of it. So imagine being on the defensive side of the ball while mm-hmm. that's happening. Yeah. So, sure, you say I had a chance to stop him, mm-hmm. but I have to ask: Okay, is the chance that the defense has to make a stop equal to the chance the offense has to score? If not, then the rules aren't fair. Because I want to give you ask that question again. Considering the way that the way the rules are in the football now, do you believe that the defense has as much of a chance to make a stop as the offense has to get a score? Do you think that the odds are even, or do you think Mm. the rules favor the offense? Do I think the rules favor the offense? I think. Well, I think the rules favor the offense in all of football, not just. Overtime, but that's what I, that's that's what I mean. If you think if the rules favor the offense, yeah. oh okay, yeah okay. Then, I, I thought you were talking about just specifically overtime. No, no, okay, but okay. Just in general, if the rules right, favor the you. offense, then, then yes, then, then, then yes. Then what we're saying is the defensive team is at a complete disadvantage in, in overtime based on a, nothing but a coin toss, and I might not even got the call to coin toss. So the other guy calls the coin toss, he wins the coin toss, he gets the ball, and my defense is at a disadvantage. That's why you put your hands in the dirt, man. Got to make a play. Got to make a play. So you're okay with that? Yes, I am okay with it. I am fine with it. I have been on, it's not even, you can't even say it's like, oh, how would you feel if it it was your team? It's been my team. I still haven't changed my, my opinion of it. I don't mind at all. Overtime rules are fine. Don't need participation so, trophies in the overtime. So had the Eagles lost to the Cowboys in the playoffs the way they lost in week 11, I it believe sucked. it was. Yes, it, yes, it would have sucked. And I, I am telling you in, in full – none of – I yes, I am saying my attitude, if that game was in the playoffs and not the regular season, my attitude would be the same. I don't want overtime rules changed. I do. I want the rules changed. Okay. But I want the old school pure sudden death. 
So (laughs) this was just us having a discussion. Mm -hmm. If you ask me, I want the true sudden death that that it used to be. Okay. I mean, oh, that was a field goal of winning. Yeah. Then you need (laughs) once again. If you want, if if you want to win, tell your defense to make a play. Oh, I agree with you. Mm -hmm. I just had to present the other side of the conversation. See, see, good. I mean, you you did a very good job. Welcome to the right side of the (laughs) argument, though, man. Good to see you, man. Adapt that and see. Yeah, good to see you. Welcome to the right side of the argument. But no, no. I mean, it's just you know, I, I just feel like Kansas City had chances. And you you know the situation, like you know this you you know it's football. It's not a surprise. We know that it's stacked towards the offense. Mm-hmm. Make a play, make a play. But I do have to be honest and say, okay, if it is stacked towards the offense, and we all know it is, mm-hmm. the team that goes into def- on de- out on the field on defense in overtime is at a disadvantage. Yeah, but that's exactly why nobody defers in overtime. You know, it's like you get the mm-hmm. ball, you know, you, you win, you win the toss, you take advantage. That's why, you know, the the few people, and when I say few, I think like in my lifetime, maybe I've, I remember maybe one or two people ever saying, ever choosing to kick in overtime. Like there's a reason. That's true. But it used to be pure sudden death as yeah. well. yeah. But still, nonetheless, like nobody, nobody, you know, nobody wants to put their defense out on the field first. You win that toss, you win your offense out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got an advantage. But that's that's because of what the rules are. Yeah. Okay. Of course, you put your offense out if all it takes mm-hmm. is a score to win. Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah. Now, now, if you know both teams get at least one possession, mm-hmm. you might choose to put your defense out first, mm-hmm. and then finish with your offense. Rather than put your offense out first and then finish with the defense, you might take to adopt a different strategy completely if it were a case where you knew, let's see, college, both teams start from the 25. We're pros. Both te- let's, well, say, college, let's say both teams start from the 45 mm-hmm. in the pros or something yeah. or from midfield. Mm-hmm. Drive half the field. Well, I mean, the, the the whole mindset is different. In college, yeah, you, you, you're willing to defer because when you defer, you know, you – you know what you need when you get the ball. Exactly. So, and, and that's a, kind of what I'm saying. If you have a situation where everybody knows they get to touch the ball, you would see teams defer. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yep. th- that's that's simply the point I was making. That yeah. if that were if that were to be a rule change, you might you would very likely see strategy change as yes. well. Yes, but uh, to me, <laughs> the rules are fine. You know. You know, you got a problem with it. Here's here's what you do: you win the game and you don't go to overtime. I guess that works. You like that? Hello, you win you the play game to win the game, and you don't go to overtime. Exactly. You don't like the way the you know you don't Kansas City. You don't like the way you don't, you don't like the way the overtime went. You don't like the fact that your quarterback never got a chance to win the game for your team. This is what you guys do: you win. You were at home. On paper, you were the better team. <laughs> On paper, but, you know, it is what it is. You don't want overtime? You don't like those crappy overtime rules? Here, don't go to overtime. It should pay me a million dollars. Why am I sitting down here doing podcasts with you for free when I can drop football knowledge like that? Someone needs to pay me for knowledge like that. 
need to set up one of them uh, Patreon uh, accounts. So give me some money. You're suggesting that yes, people should pay you to give them gems. Like if you don't go want to go to overtime, you should win in regulation. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Somebody should be giving me money for great advice like that. Yes. That is what I'm saying. You should put that on a T-shirt and start selling T-shirts. Mike, you know what? I think I might just have to do that. There you go. You know anybody that prints T-shirts? I do. Okay. We could talk about that. Okay. All right. Can we take a break and talk about that? Let's do it. All right. Let's take a let's take a real quick break. Hey, uh, this show is on Twitter. We got a Twitter page. What is it? What is our Twitter account? O oh. underscore D. D underscore Discord. Discord. Hit us up. Let us know how you feel about this show. If you feel like I should be paid for this advice, tweet me and tell me how smart you think I am. Don't expect any Twitter alerts this week. Well, if we do, <laughs> if we do, understand, I'm going to retweet the heck out of that. <laughs> I'm going to retweet the heck out of that. It don't matter. All right, we're going to switch gears talk some NBA, right? We are going to talk some NBA. Oh, great. Great. All right, so let's take a break. Let's take a break. All right, we'll be right back. Listen live online. FreeAsianRadio.com When you need to be caught up on all that's going on in the sports world, tune into the Best in the World Sports Report with all-knowing John Brown each and every Saturday morning, starting at 8 a.m. here on the Philly Go Flow at phillygoflow.com. Most of my family, they never graduated high school, so I'm trying to break that barrier. My daughter, Brooklyn, was also a motivation for me to go back to school. Every day after work, went straight to school. And it paid off. At age 26, Kareem finished his high school diploma. I could not have done it alone. I see the future is really bright for me. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. The following is a production of the Lance J Radio Network and Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. The opinions and views expressed are strictly those of the host and do not represent the views of Lance J Radio Network or NBC Sports Radio. All right, everybody, we are back from break. We've been talking a lot of football. A lot of football and a lot of whining. A lot of whining. A lot of whining. Uh, I got a real quick, a little more whining for you. What you got? Uh, Ben Watson writes Roger Goodell an emotional letter calling his silence on the non-call disrespectful. A lot of grown man, grown men whining here. Commissioner Goodell, we all realize that football is an imperfect game. Played, coaches, played, coached, and officiated by imperfect people. What occurred last Sunday in New Orleans, though, was outside of that. What happened? What occurred last Sunday in New Orleans, though, was outside of that and expected and norm. Your continued silence on the matter is unbecoming of the position you hold. 
detrimental to the integrity of the game and disrespectful and dismissive to football fans everywhere. From the locker room to Park Ave, accountability is what makes our game great. Has he never played a football game before? Uh, Benjamin Watson? Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, He's been in the league for a while. He sounds like a guy who doesn't know bad calls happen. What do you want Roger Goodell to do? Uh, They missed the call. I guess Everyone he, knows they missed the call. I guess he wants them to put three minutes back on the clock, tell everybody to suit up, get back on the field, and replay the end of the game. I, I guess that's it. New Orleans, build a bridge and get over it. You know, I don't, I don't Please. even want to I, I don't want to talk about this. Anymore. Okay. All right. I, I just want to throw that out there for you. I, I, it's, yeah. No, I, 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 get I just you. don't even know what to say. I, I got you. So... From one thing I don't know any what to say about to I guess it's a good thing to talk about something else I don't know what to talk about. Okay. Since we're doing a talk radio show. Oh oh boy. I'm I'm kinda I'm I'm intrigued to see where you're trying to go with this. So what are you trying to say? Championship games in the football in the NFL were yes. this past weekend. Uh-huh. And Next weekend, a little more than a week from today, mm-hmm. nine days or so, Super Bowl. Yes. This weekend. Mm-hmm. Between this coming the weekend, two. Yes. The Sunday before the Sunday of the Super Bowl. Yes. Sunday after the championship. Games. Yes. Sunday before the Super Bowl. Yes. They'd like you and I to believe. Mm-hmm. That they're going to be playing football this weekend. Yeah, 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 they would. They would like me to believe yes. that the event that's taking place on football, on during football hours, mm-hmm. during a supposed football broadcast, yes. is actually football. Yes, yes, they would, yes. That's what they would like me to believe. There, there are professional football players in pads and helmets, in uniforms, on a football field that has referees and a football. Mm-hmm. However, you know, and All right. I know, All right. it's not football. No, you know what? I'm, I'm not even going to spend a whole lot of time on this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be brief. Okay. I really just think they need to get rid of this game. Yes, I, I agree. It's stupid. Get rid of it. Like, I, I agree. Yes. We were talking about you don't, you can't play defense in actual games. Mm-hmm. Yes. No one even tries in these games. Well, you can't blitz. Mm-hmm. Like, you literally cannot blitz. It's against the rules to blitz in the Pro Bowl. Mm-hmm. No one wants to tackle, really. Mm-hmm. So, no pressure on the quarterback. No physical contact. None. Aside from some half-hearted blocks on the line. Mm-hmm. What are we really looking at? All right. <laughs> it's not even flag it's, football. It's not, it's not flag football. Uh, there, there are two, only two real memories I have of the Pro Bowl. One, Neil Smith 
of uh, he was with the Broncos at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting into a fight in the game and getting ejected. And the number one play of all Pro Bowls, the late great Sean Taylor blowing up the kicker. <laughs> That's it. That that. The, I there I. I feel like <clears throat> say what you want about Roger Goodell. But the one thing Roger Goodell has done masterfully is figure out ways to make money off the most mundane things. If Roger Goodell could figure out a way to make a television event out of a staff meeting, he would. You can't tell me that you have all the, you know, you couldn't, you can't find something to do that people would watch instead of this fake football game. All right. Like, like, I don't necessarily, we don't need to get rid of the Pro Bowl honor, and I'm using air quotes here. Yes, we do. But no, no. For what? Hear me out. What good is it? Hear me out. Don't you already have all pros? Okay. And you actually have first and second team all pros. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, no, I understand. What do we need pro bowlers for? Same reason you need Grammys and American Music Awards. It's just different awards. You know, it's just like, hey, people but, will watch. But see, that, that that's actually a different concept. Because the people throwing both award shows mm-hmm. get to make their own set of money by throwing each award show. I'm, uh, well, look. I don't. I don't so know. This isn't even like multiple cash grabs. It's the league. <laughs> it's the league. It's so he's gonna get league. all the cash. Yeah. It's all good. No, you know, you sit there, you you know, get a couple musical artists, you know, have Drake perform, and then have a uh, 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 what? Give me a good country group. Uh, Florida country line, Florida Georgia line, and um, like Miley Cyrus or some. You know, there there'll be your musical guests. Then you come out here, you uh, you honor. The pro bowlers, you, you announce them, they come out in their nice little, they, they crazy, like, suits or whatever with the crazy, you know, something. And it's a concert slash honors, whatever, the Sunday before the Super Bowl. No one plays football. People who, watch, you know, people who love. All right. Because here's the problem. How about this? Here, well, hold, hold on, real quick. Let me make this point, and then I will concede the floor to you. It's like the one thing about the pro bowlers. The NFL banks on the football junkie, the people who will watch football no matter what. And at this point, the Pro Bowl isn't even a- appealing to the football junkie. They're way more appealing, you know, concepts and things, you know, things that you could offer the football junkie other than the Pro Bowl because they're not watching that. Nobody's watching that. I'm not going to be watching it. You know what also happens the week before the Super Bowl? The Royal Rumble. Yes, the Brown House will be watching wrestling on Sunday because wrestling is the last real sport in America. Did you just take off your headset and walk away? Yes, yes, I did. What? Are you crazy? It's the Royal Rumble. We'll be watching wrestling on Sunday. Are you telling me you, if you had a choice between wrestling and the Pro Bowl, you watch the Pro Bowl? So are, that's a that's a quick one. You got wrestling, you got the Pro Bowl, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. In the midst of a conversation about me being disgusted with the lack of competitiveness and 
disingenuousness of the competition involved in the Pro Bowl, this man chooses to tell me that he's opting for pro wrestling. They don't even call themselves a sport. It's sports entertainment because everyone knows it's it's more entertainment than sport. Now, don't get me wrong. The guys are athletic and strong, and some of the stuff they do is impressive. It's there's no. It's literally not a competition. It's the last real sport alive. It's not a sport. Yes, it is. It's more. Look, man, wrestling's real. Football's fake. Football's scripted. You can't tell me. You can't tell. You can't look at that. Uh, you can't look at those two uh, championship games. Tell me that stuff's not scripted. It's all scripted, man. Tom Brady, you know, orchestrating that that overtime. That that was all in the script. It's all predictable. <laughs> you see me over, and let me give you guys a little bit of commentary. What's going on right here in the studio right now? I'm sitting here trying to, I'm almost breaking my neck trying to make eye contact with Mike, who's steady breaking his neck trying not to make eye contact with me. I think, and he could, there's a good possibility he's on his phone trying to find a different, a new co-host for next week. The man said wrestling. <laughs> I know what I said. Is the last real, real sport. sport. Yes, wrestling is the last real sport. Football's fake. Football's scripted. Can't tell me. Can't tell me it's not. Can't look at the Eagles season after coming off the Super Bowl. How they, they And then Eagles win the Super Bowl with their backup quarterback, come back in and almost, win, you know, go right back to the playoffs with the same backup quarterback again. That's the script. Carson Wentz's back is fine. It is what it is. Come on, man. Come on, man. So, all right, John. So, <laughs> I say all this to say the, the the point is not about what you think of wrestling. The point is that the Pro Bowl is unwatchable. That's the point. Are you trying to find some good wrestling on your phone? No. Oh, okay. No, I'm not. <laughs> The point is that there, there's, I think there are different ways, different things that the NFL could do to make more out of this weekend than to offer a football game that nobody wants to watch. Nobody wants to watch. If you have something better to watch this weekend, you will be watching it because the Pro Bowl is completely unwatchable. And you know this. The, the, fact, the, the fact that I choose to watch wrestling this weekend over the Pro Bowl isn't the point. That, the fact that's is not I'm even not, the problem. The problem should be the Pro Bowl. The problem should be there's football on this weekend that nobody wants to watch. The Pro Bowl was the problem. The Pro Bowl's still the problem. Until you said you, wrestling is the last real sport. It is, but that's that's for another day. That's that. Look, I can't. You, you, I can't. You realize basketball still exists, right? Come on, man. With the Warriors winning every year, that's a script. Well, he's still going to win. LeBron and all his, you know, and where's LeBron going every year? That's a script, man. Baseball still exists. Why haven't uh, Bryce Harper and Manny Machado signed yet? Pitchers and catchers was uh, report in like about less than a month. a month, about a month. 
Less than a month. Less now. than a month. Yeah. Less than a month. The two biggest free agents in the sport are both unsigned. Mm-hmm. That's a script. What is February? They haven't got you know, the spring you know training what fe- yet. You know what February is? What is February? The month after January. Yes. You know what it also is? Sweeps. <laughs> That's what it is. It, yes. So they're saving it for this. Yes, they're saving it for sweeps. So it's all a script. <laughs> it's all a script. <laughs> You, you put some thought into this, huh? dude. I've, I, dude, I've, I've literally. You, I, I, uh, this, this isn't a philosophy I just came up with. You, you know, Football hockey is a sport, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, no. hockey is a sport. Yes, yes. That's scripted too. Yes. Ovechkin and and the Capitals coming out of nowhere, finally, finally, uh, getting past Sidney Crosby and the Penguins. It's a script. B- boxing is a sport. Yeah. <laughs> Pacquiao just fought Broner. Beat him up. Mm-hmm. Yes. That was scripted too. Yeah. Pacquiao's like 87 years old. Be Adrian Broner. Younger, stronger, faster. And then what in fact Broner because you know the type of character Broner is. Mm-hmm. He had to lose. He was way more interesting in defeat than he would have been in in victory. All right, I'm gonna make a deal with you. Okay. By the end of the show, yes, I'm gonna find you a new sport. You gonna find me a new sport other than wrestling? But other than wrestling, okay. All right. And if <laughs> I and if I can't do it, maybe our guest today will. All right. All right. If I can't get you to the new to a new sport today, maybe okay. our today's guest will be able to do it. All right. All right. Well, we we, we will see. You want to uh, take a quick break and then uh, talk to her? Or him? Or what? Or uh, I don't know. Actually. What's up? We're going to talk a little ball. Okay. Then we're going to bring in our guest. Okay. And depending on time, we'll wrap it up from there. All right. Let's do this. So, All right. W- okay. Quick what break. Me? Quick break. Quick break. Okay. All right. We'll be right back. More ODD after this. And I'm going to talk some wrestling, too. <laughs> Brock Lesnar. Daniel Bryan. Listen live online. FreeAsianRadio.com When you need to be caught up on all that's going on in the sports world, tune into the Best in the World Sports Report with all-knowing John Brown each and every Saturday morning starting at 8 a.m. here on the Philly Go Flow at PhillyGoFlow.com I'm Little Teapot, short and stout. Here is my handle and here is my spout. No, Dad, like this. When I get all steamed up, then I shout, tip me over and pour me out. <laughs> this is WWE superstar Roman Reigns. It only takes a moment to make a moment. Take time to be a dad today. Visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. The following is a production of the Lance J Radio Network and Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. The opinions and views expressed are strictly those of the host and do not represent the views of Lance J Radio Network or NBC Sports Radio. All right, everybody, we are back as promised. We said we were going to talk ball. We're going to talk ball. We're getting close to that point in the season where even the casual fan has to admit 
things are starting to heat up. Definitely, definitely. Well, you get to that point. I, I think once you once you start talking all star game, all star break, all star starters mm-hmm. get announced. You mm-hmm. hit that mid, that break because you know right after the all star break is a trade deadline, mm-hmm. and then once the trade deadline hits, then you know you you yeah. locked in exactly. So like this is the beginning you have of the beginning maybe of the, of the only process. thing you'll see after the trade deadline. Couple maybe last minute signing yeah, signings, couple buyouts, couple, things like that. Yeah, and then you're looking at the playoffs. Yes, sir. February will be here in a week. Yeah, February. Yeah, February will be here in a week. Our next show air, will airs be in, in February. February. Yeah, our yeah. next show. Yeah. Our next show airs February first, yes. a week from in a week. Yes. All star break is that. Is it February? Yes. Trade deadline is February. Yes. So we're getting to that point where every game is going to start mattering in mm-hmm. the NBA. Yes. With every game mattering, how much do you believe, and this is what I want to talk to you about. Okay. How much do you believe every game really matters to James Harden? Or is he just out there for the numbers? Last I checked, mm. the man was up to 249-plus points in a five-game or so stretch with zero of those points being assisted on. They squeaked by you, the Knicks the other night. You just know, if you're playing with James Harden, you just know – there's no reason to even expect the ball. But you're not going to see the ball. And, and you've heard me rail on, on, about this style of play before. Yes. Yes, you have. And I I bring this up because the Rockets played the Sixers a few nights ago. Mm-hmm. The Sixers ran them out the building. Without Jimmy Butler. Without Jimmy Butler. Without Jimmy Butler, ran him out the building, yes. But what the what I did see from the Sixers, mm-hmm. okay. Do you know why I always say I hate that 1-4 style of basketball? Why? Because when you get into matchups against good teams or a good coach who's game planning for it, mm-hmm. what he's going to do is take the ball out of that one primary ball handler's hands mm-hmm. And nobody else is going to know what to do because they haven't made another play. They haven't made plays all year. Even if they're capable of it, they're out of rhythm, they're out of habit, their instincts are different. Everything's going to come with a hesitation, which will kill you in basketball. Mm-hmm. It'll come with that little bit of self-doubt, which will kill you in basketball. Yes. Sixers played the Rockets the other night. Did you watch that game? Yes. Did you see what the Sixers did defensively to James Harden? Yeah, they smothered him. Specifically, they trapped him. Yes. As soon as he got across half court. Mm -hmm. Forced the ball out of his hands at half court before they get in the offense. Now somebody else has to make a play. Somebody else has to start the offense. Mm -hmm. And it looked bad. It looked really, really bad. Harden had his points. He had near 30 at halftime, I believe. Mm-hmm. But as a, t- as a team, that offense looked dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. Very and, much so. And I was watching that. It All I could th- keep thinking was 
This is a exa- perfect example of why I hate the one four. Why I hate the one four. I, why I hate the one four. This is terrible basketball. Harden is exciting to watch. Mm-hmm. Houston is playing terrible basketball. Harden finished with thirty-seven points on t- uh, on Monday. Mm-hmm. And he had close to thirty in the first half. Mm-hmm. The second half, when you have a coach who game plans for it. He will take that out away from your offense, and you won't win. <clears throat> it's people consistently amaze me by thinking, mm-hmm. "I'm so nice, I'm so good, I'm gonna change the game, I'm gonna do it my way." Mm-hmm. There's a reason the sport has worked the way it's worked for as long as it has, and no one's changed certain things. Unless you're going to add a four-point line, mm-hmm. get rid of the travel rule, and you know, do make a couple other tweaks like that, you're not going to make any groundbreaking changes to basketball. No. And isolation basketball is, at best, situational basketball. Mm-hmm. But. <sighs> ESP, you know our our highlight shows your yeah. your ESPNs your yeah, Fox I mean, Sportses. You know what they're they're going to show you the dunks and threes and the kids are going to be at home mm-hmm. getting excited. Oh, Harden scored sixty one. Yeah. I'm gonna go score sixty one. Mm-hmm. No, you're not. And who cares if you did? His team lost. Well, no, they they won the game. He scored sixty one, but it was against a bad Knicks team. Very bad Knicks team. So let me ask you this, James. There's a pretty good chance. I mean. And by good chance, it's it's at this point you you got to think it's a lot that James Harden is the MVP. Mm-hmm. Do you think winning the MVP, playing the style of basketball that Harden plays, do you think that weakens the product? Weakens the award? The MVP. When's the last time the MVP went to the best player in basketball? Maybe step. Oh no, no, because you. you I'll give you Steph. Okay. If you want to say Steph, I'll give you Steph. Because that year, the year Steph won it, he had a monster year. Mm -hmm. Even if I don't think he's the best player in the league, he was arguably arguably the best player in basketball that year. Mm -hmm. How long ago was that? A couple, about four or five years ago. All right. League, you got Westbrook, Harden. Okay. So, So here... Harden was MVP last year. Mm-hmm. Was he the best player in the league? Mm, no, no. But you say he's you. You think? I mean, you agree? Right now, he's a lock for MVP. At this point, he's the leader. Yeah. for the MVP. So you're looking at your last three MVPs: Harden, Harden, and Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Westbrook averaged a triple double mm-hmm. for the season. Got bounced in the first round. Exactly. To Harden. Mm-hmm. In the, in the Rockets. And then, yeah. So I'm asked. So let me ask that question before. Who, who won the MVP before that? Uh, Steph Curry, two okay. years in a row. Okay. Year before that, Kevin Durant. Okay. Year before that, LeBron James, two years in a row. LeBron James then won four uh, MVPs out of five. Okay. With Derrick Rose, uh, Derrick Rose in the middle. LeBron twice, Derrick Rose, then LeBron twice again. Kobe Bryant. Okay. Dirk Nowitzki. 
Steve Nash twice. Kevin Garnett, Tim Dun- Duncan twice, Allen Iverson. Those are those are your 21st century uh, MB- NBA MB- MVPs. MVPs. Yep. And they're at least five, six times in there. I would say the person who won it was not the best player in the league. Okay. So here they so so, so they likely mm-hmm. had the best statistical season. Mm-hmm. Is Derrick Rose the best player in the league when he won? No. Okay. Derrick Rose was never, in my opinion, the best player in the league. Dirk Nowitzki. No. Steve Nash. No. Kevin Garnett. When he won it? Yeah. No. 03-04. 03-04. Mm-hmm. 03-04, that was actually before he went to Boston. Yeah, he was, he was uh, still in Minnesota. He was still in Minnesota. Arguably, okay. but not prob- I would probably say no. Okay. Tim Duncan. It's debatable. Okay. Because that mm-hmm. whole stretch from 2002 to 2008 mm-hmm. could easily be Kobe. Okay. Every year during that stretch could easily be Kobe. Kobe only won no, Kobe only, Kobe won, only won, one. won one. Only won one. And that's what I'm saying. That mm-hmm. stretch, that entire stretch, you could have okay. easily said Kobe every year. Mm-hmm. Iverson the year he won, 2000-2001. Took the team to the finals. It was a that was a reasonable win. Do I think he was the best player in the league? Mm, no, but that was a that was a reasonable effort to carry a team through a season. Okay, so I'll give him that one. Okay, okay. So back to my question: Does it weaken the product when now, you see when you see a player a a, a ball dominant player? To the point where it almost weakens the rest of your team. But, and my point, my point in going through all of that and asking when's the last time the best player won was simply that the product has been weakened for a long time okay. by the fact that it's not an award that is given to a player who we believe is the best player. It's not the best player in the league award. It's who do the voters think is the best player on one of the best teams based on a lot of stats and word of mouth because we're not watching every game from all 82 all eighty-two games or all 30 teams every night. That Nobody's doing that. The guys who vote for Russell Westbrook may watch 10 Russell Westbrook games a year or 15 if they're lucky. The guys who vote for James Harden, they might watch 15, 20 Harden games during the year. And the rest, you're kind of leaning on other writers' opinions and highlight shows and stats. And so it's not a perfect system. We know that. So it is. It's an award that it's given to the players, mm-hmm. but I guarantee you the history of that award would be very, very different if the voters were players, coaches, and GMs rather than sports writers. Mm-hmm. Like players, coaches, and GMs who were actually invested in the watching tape and studying the ins and outs and the minutia of who does what and have a scouting report on the 10th guy on the bench's game, his strengths and weaknesses, mm-hmm. they'd probably have a different opinion on MVP 
than sports writers who watch their team for every game mm-hmm. and you know the other teams when you play my team and the occasional national game that I have time to watch you know mm-hmm. so that award is one I'd say is been weakened for a while okay all right well let me pivot then from one player dominating on the court to a player who won't be on the court for a while. Uh, Victor Oladipo, gone for the season, ruptured uh, quad muscle in his knee. Did you see the game? Did you see the injury? Did you watch it when it happened? I was watching the game. I had actually looked away from the screen for a second. Was that was that on purpose? No, or? I oh, okay. just, was happened to be doing something. Okay, I thought you were saying like like you were squeamish and like uh, you, you couldn't. You, you, I didn't know the injury was going to happen. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. You don't know when the injury is going. I just yeah. happened to be looking away, mm-hmm. and as I heard what was happening, at that point I then opted not to look. Yeah, but it was apparently something kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, and then he goes down. It's, and it's a shame because you don't you 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 know you don't want to see stuff like that happen to anybody. Never want to see an injury. Yeah, you don't want to see. But you know, I guess well, given that perspective, because I don't I don't I don't want to seem like I'm just brushing it, you know, under the, you know sweeping it under the rug. But still, but nonetheless, the question has to, to ask has to be asked. What now happens to Indiana, who are third in the league, third in the, uh, the conference? What, what do you mean? I, I, I don't understand the question. They're third in the conference. Mm-hmm. Their star player just went out. Uh-huh. Are they just going to fall completely off the earth now? As opposed to what? That's what I mean. I don't I understand mean, the I, question. I, Is I, there? I, and, I, I, and I say that facetiously, mm-hmm. but also being serious. Is there really another option for them? No. Well, I don't know if you make a trade. I don't know if they can or will make a trade or trade who for what? I don't know. Got to figure. You know, they got to figure something out. You're gonna get something but, valuable so, for Thaddeus Young. <laughs> Miles Turner gonna get you a, a superstar. They can have Fultz. Sabonis mm-hmm. gonna. Sabonis gonna get you a young stud on the perimeter. So given the given the makeup of the Eastern Conference, mm-hmm. if you're if we're agreeing that there's no way they could maintain playing at the third team, third best team in the conference. Well, see, first of all, to to be fair, full disclosure, I was not of the belief they were going to be the third team in the conference to finish the year anyway. Okay, I mean, fair enough, but nonetheless, that's so where they are point, now. So at this point, all I really see happening is there is an opening in the five to eight seed range. Mm-hmm. That's what I see happening. Someone else has opportunity to lose in the first round in the East now. Okay. So you believe that you're saying that you knew there would be drop off? Absolutely. But my question is, how much drop off are they now that you thought there were going to be drop off when they still had Oladipo? Now that they I thought don't. they'd finish in the bottom four seeds of the playoffs in the East. You still at see five that? to eight range. So now are they no, nine or twelve? Play, they're not a playoff team now. Okay, their year is over. That's a shame. That's a shame. It's good for my Sixers, but not the, not the injury. But I don't the think drop it, off. I don't think it affects the Sixers at all. 
You don't think they move up? The Sixers were one of the four teams I had ahead of, had finishing ahead of them anyway. Okay, well they still got to move up because they still got to the pay. You know, but that's that, why you play the game. I agree. That is why you play the game. But as I said, I had the Sixers. I mean, the Pacers finishing in the bottom five seeds. Mm-hmm. I mean, the bottom four seeds of the Eastern Conference playoff race. Mm-hmm. Because as my top four seeds in no particular order, I have Milwaukee, Boston, Mm -hmm. Toronto, and Philly. Okay. I didn't see Indiana finishing the second half of the year with a record better than any of those four teams. Okay. With the possible exception of Boston, who has been inconsistent this year. But with this injury, that – small possibility that may have been there. I don't even see that mm. being much of a a possibility at this point. So mm. be very interesting. In, very yeah. interesting. We'll, we'll see what happens. That's why you play the game, man. That's why you play the game. Hey, look, let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, got a guess. We got a guess. You got a guess. We we got a guess. We got a guess. We got a guess. I got a guess. You got a guess. A guess. A guess. Here. On the show. On this show. On the show. Okay. Well, well, that's all right, man. Well, look, man. Let's, I, let's, now, let's, I told you. I've made you a promise. We're going to find you a new sport, mm-hmm. and I'm going to do something else for you. Okay. I'm going to see if we can find you somebody new to hate, too. Oh, what? All right. Well, look, you know me. I'm I'm an equal opportunity. I, I welcome hate. I embrace hate. All right. So... Our, find our, our guest has their ta- their task laid out for them. Okay. Got to find you a sport mm-hmm. and somebody to hate. All right. Let's see. Let's see if we can do let's it. See. All right. All right. I'm, I'm in. I'm in. All right. Let's do this. All right. More after this. We'll be right back. Listen live online. FreeAsianRadio.com When you need to be caught up on all that's going on in the sports world, tune into the Best in the World Sports Report with all-knowing John Brown each and every Saturday morning, starting at 8 a.m. here on the Philly Go Flow at phillygoflow.com. People are always looking to invest in a good opportunity. So what if you could invest in the future of kids, like a stock? Not the kind of stock that's about making money, but a stock for social change, called Better Futures. With your investment, it helps students like me go to college. My name is Charles, and I'm your dividend. Invest in Better Futures with UNCF. Visit uncf.org invest. A mind is a terrible thing to waste, but a wonderful thing to invest in. Brought to you by UNCF and the Ad Council. The following is a production of the Lance J Radio Network and Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. The opinions and views expressed are certainly those of the host and do not represent the views of Lance J Radio Network or NBC Sports Radio. Okay, everybody, we are back from our break. We told you that we had a guest joining us today. Today, joining the show from the National Lacrosse League, their TV anchor, as well as a former three-time Division I All-American soccer player. Not one, not two, three times. Three times. Three time all American. That's kind of dominant right there. Must be good. (laughs) (laughs) She must be three. You said three. I said three. Not two. Not two. Three. More championships than LeBron got in oh, Miami. Come on, come but on. anyway. <laughs> hey, I'm a LeBron fan. Watch it. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. My bad. My bad. But anyway, joining us today, 
We are glad to have Renee Washington with us. Renee, thank you for joining us. Thank you guys for having me on the show. Uh, no problem. So, Renee, as I mentioned, three-time Division <laughs> One All-American soccer player. I don't where to even start yes. with that. That that is impressive in itself. As you know, someone who likes to tell people I was a former athlete, ran track in college. I was never cl anywhere close to all American. So, mm -hmm. what what would you say was the biggest benefit of your college athletic experience? Let's let's start with that question. Well, you know, to this day, as a sports reporter, a lot of people always assume that since I'm a woman, I don't fully know what I what I'm talking about when it comes to sports and. Not only am I a sports junkie, but usually when I slide out there that I played professional soccer and I was a three-time All-American, then they kind of get it. So <laughs> um, I will say, though, soccer has opened so many doors for me. And I played basketball, I ran track, I, I played every sport imaginable. But playing soccer at the highest level that I possibly could really helped me to network, meet a lot of people. And honestly, to this day, a lot of the work that I do now covering sports I take what I know as being a former, you know, soccer player, Division One soccer player, as being a former Division One soccer coach, as someone that's a fan of sports, and try to combine those three things to figure out what does the player want to see, what does the coach want to see, what does a fan want to see. That's really what guides me now in the storytelling that I do and, and really how I approach my work in every day, you know, every single show that I do and every video that I do. Okay. Good stuff. So with that being said, my, that would lead me directly into my next question, because you say you're a fan. Were you always a lacrosse fan, or was that a sport you became more familiar with later on? So, unfortunately, I did not grow up watching lacrosse and, and never played. Um, I grew up in a very big basketball and football house, and then, of course, soccer, once I got heavily into it, became our, our main sport. Mm -hmm. And as I got into reporting, I was fortunate to have the opportunity to cover high school sports, and every season, I covered a different sport. So it was football in the fall, bas you know, football and soccer in the fall, basketball in the winter. And then I was the lacrosse anchor and expert for my, for my station. And at that point, I really was watching, honestly, like three games a day at times and was just completely engulfed in boys and girls lacrosse. And seeing the way that the sport is so similar to different aspects of soccer and basketball, um, indoor lacrosse with box lacrosse is very similar to hockey. And so a lot of the different key components to the sport really attract me to it because it's a pace, it's, it's very intense, it's high energy, and it's very exciting to watch. So that was um, a few years ago that I really fully got into it. I wish I had played lacrosse, but now I try to play when I can around the office. <laughs> That's okay. the extent of my career. <laughs> okay. So listening to that answer, that actually – makes you, in my opinion, the perfect person to talk to about lacrosse. Because our audience, I would generally say, you know, the major sports in America, baseball, basketball, right. football, some hockey, we try to give them as much hockey as we can. Just, just because we like to have people more open-minded than just their comfort zone. So for someone who is relatively new to lacrosse what would you say is something a newcomer to the sport needs to know right so 
honestly, it's, I'll tell, I tell everybody one of the things that attracted me to lacrosse and specifically box lacrosse with the National Cross League because it is very different from field lacrosse. You know, it's a smaller field. It's, you have 66, five runners and one goalie. And you have fighting like you have in hockey. You have the quick line changes like you have in hockey where offense is running on then defense is running on. You also have the same offensive movements like you see in basketball. So they do have a shot clock. You see the offense, it's a lot of back doors, a lot of pick and rolls, it's a lot of cutting. It's a lot of the same movements that you see in basketball. And then to me, the transition of it from defense to offense is very similar to soccer. Um, there is hitting, like football. So you honestly have some of the most exciting pieces of each sport all combined into one. It's very fast. It's very, very intense, like I said, but it's also very physical. And then on the other side, you have some, it's a lot of pretty plays because these are guys running up and down the, fo- the floor, not skating on ice skates or not running on a court. You're running up and down the floor hitting each other. And you're running up and down the floor. You see guys flying in the air and have the ability to still, under control, while they're in the air, twist their body to finish past the goalie. So it's a lot of exciting um, combinations of different sports that, in my opinion, draw any sport fan. If you're a fan of one sport, you can be a fan of box across. Okay, okay. So now with the NLL, as you mentioned, my question is you all have, I believe it's an 18-game season? Yes. Okay, and we're getting close to a third of the way through that season, I believe most teams have played about five games. Right, right. Five or six games is what I'm seeing from most teams. So, now I know Philadelphia has a team, again, I I watched some of their games. I, I actually watched lacrosse, nice. the Philadelphia Wings, when I was younger. And it's nice to see a Wings team again. So, but if there were, and, and I don't, I don't want you to be or try to be objective. I know you work for the league, so you may not be able to answer this question because you're supposed to say every game. But if there were a game for a newcomer to watch, a team the newcomer to watch, like this is the team that could really open you up to the sport, which one would you say? Or would you say any of them, all of them, because it's such a high level being played? Yeah, I would say all of them. I mean, the biggest thing is to be in the arena watching the game. That is so much, you get such a different feel from being, you know, watching on our, our app, the BR Live app, which is where we live stream our games. Being in the arena and, and hearing the fans cheering, it's, again, the atmosphere of it, the environment of it. You have the ability to sit up close to the players. And in Philly, for instance, much like all Philly sports teams, the fans are booing, they're cheering, they're, you know, they're heckling the other team. Every, every franchise has its own identity, much like you get in other sports. So depending on what type of fan you are, you know, San Diego with our, our new franchise, the Seals, they're very entertaining. You know, their halftime shows and things like that. It's a very entertaining feel. We have our New England Black Wolf team, which has a very a beautiful arena that's state-of-the-art. And unfortunately, even though I'm not a Patriots fan, you still get that <laughs> New England, you know, Northeast region sports feel where they play very pretty and they play very um, smart and it's very clean game. So it kind of depends on, you know, which, which type of fan you are. If you're someone that likes the hitting and the fighting and, you know, the excitement of the crowd get into it versus the more entertaining side, but every single game has it all. Honestly, I would say just go to a game, oh. any game. <laughs> well, <laughs> we have 11 teams. So any of the 11 teams you watch will be exciting. We're in Canada. We're here in the United States. So, 
there's somewhere for everyone to go to. Okay, sounds like a good time. Now, I'm going to pivot slightly away from lacrosse. And okay. John's over here eating candy. Feel free to jump in if you need to. Gotcha. I'm right here. I'm taking this all in. I'm, I'm getting educated and, right now. And, yes, I'm going to call you out for eating candy while we're on the it's air. It's all right, man. It's all right. I'm getting educated. I'm getting cultured. I was taking it all in. All right. So now, now I can get educated. Like <laughs> so I'm going to pivot for a second because I know you are a sports fan in general. Right. And I also believe. This is something I always, I always, always, always like to harp on every chance I get. Yes or no? Celtics better without Kyrie Irving? Yes. Okay. Oh, man. Thank Definitely. you. That's all I needed to hear. You just had to make sure she was on your side. <laughs> yes, exactly. This interview was about to get cut short. The wrong, the wrong answer no, would have cut I... this interview short real quick. <laughs> I will say uh, Kyrie Irving is obviously a great player. I, I cannot argue that. But I don't think Kyrie Irving fits into certain systems well. And that's where we saw him. Even with Cleveland, we saw how he butt heads with LeBron. He wanted to be the face of the franchise. He finally gets a chance to do that in Boston. But then Boston has all of this talent, bringing in Gordon Hayward. You know, obviously mm-hmm. they already had a, a number of good players there. And he's no longer the just the guy. You know, they he is one of the best players, don't get me wrong. But on any given day, you can see any of the Celtics players. Jason Tatum has been tremendous since he's gotten in the league. Jalen Brown, another one who's they've got a really gritty team, and you've got the smart players like Al Horford and then Perry Rozier who caught everybody off guard when Kyrie went down. So I think with with the way that the Celtics have turned the corner since Kyrie got hurt last year, he no longer fits with the team. Okay. He would have, but I don't think he fits it the way that he wants to. And we even saw when he apologized to LeBron how he was saying he now <laughs> understands. He now he's now the the old guy, quote unquote, trying to get the young guys on board. So I don't know what I don't know what's next for him. I don't know if he if he moves to another team. I, he claims he's returning, as we saw in his nice big speech that he gave in front of all the Celtics fans. But he's uh, not. I swear, he's not you? panning out the way I thought he would have. Did you two talk about this before y'all went on the air? Not at all. <laughs> I, 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 just, I just feel like I've had this conversation uh, a multitude of times. Uh, great oh, great minds. Apparently. Apparently. <laughs> all right. So I'm, I'm not going to take up too much of your time today, Renee. But before we go, I have to ask, because we want the people to know, where can we find you and your work? How can we keep up with you? Yeah, so I'm on Twitter. It's at Renee P. Wash. Unfortunately, my full name does not fit on Twitter. Um, so P is in pink. It's my middle initial. Renee P. Wash. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram at Renee P. Washington on everything else. And honestly, I like live on social media because of the way my job is. Mm. And you can constantly see videos. You can see our shows. You can see, I mean, I write articles for the league as well. So if, if you're someone that either already is invested in the NLL and loves the sport or is trying to get into it, Part of what I'm trying to do as someone that's new to box lacrosse and has only been a lacrosse fan for a handful of years now is trying to make sure that all the content we put out can resonate with every at every part of our audience in some way. So even if you're not a lacrosse fan, but you love rivalries or you love the physicality of a sport or you love, you know, trades and different things like that happening, you can get that. Or if you're someone that's a huge box lacrosse junkie, you can get that too. So be sure to follow for all updates on the NLL. And then, of course, I'm always talking about the NBA, the NFL, 
the Super Bowls got me a little pissed. I'm mad the Patriots <laughs> aren't it, but you know we can talk about any sport. Just follow me on social media. <laughs> okay, I do. I do have one quick uh, lacrosse question. Oh boy! All right, so in basketball, I, I would say our, our biggest rival would probably the historic rivalry would be uh, the Celtics. Baseball, right. ma- baseball, the Mets. Football would be either the Cowboys or the Redskins. Who is who's the Wings rival in lacrosse? What team in the league should we just hate? Like I don't if I don't know anybody <laughs> anything about uh, the National Lacrosse team, what team should I just come in day one and is like, look, you know what? I don't know any of these dudes, but I hate those guys. What what is the team I should hate? <laughs> I get you. I get you. Okay. Um. So. The Wings actually have a big rivalry with the Buffalo Bandits, which is our Buffalo Buffalo Bandits. Hate those dudes. Yes, exactly. (laughs) They're they're like the Dallas Cowboys to our Wings. So yeah, that's all. That's all I need. I can't stand the Buffalo Bandits. (laughs) From here on out, Buffalo Bandits. If you're a fan of the Bandits, you my enemy. I don't rock there with the bandits. Go. Okay. Uh, yeah, good, John good wears his sports hate proudly. Exactly. Exactly. Never <laughs> I like I, I never like the bandits. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> Screw those guys, man. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, man, well, Miss Washington, I am going to let you go. Thank you again for joining us. Yes. It's been an absolute pleasure. Oh, thank you for having me. Uh, anytime. Hopefully we'll get to do this again sometime. Yeah, definitely. Let hey, me know. Thank hey, you for having hey, me on hey, the real, show. Real quick, before you go, though, Super Bowl prediction. Uh, Rams or Patriots? Well, if you listen to what I said about being mad at Patriots, <laughs> I got to go with I gotta go with the Rams. All right. Definitely. All right. All right, there we yeah, go. Yeah, so I'm in the Rams. We got Renee on the record. She's saying the Rams. He's writing that down in the notebook, too. So he's going to hold you to it. They got the youngest coach. We're about to win the, the Super Bowl, too, so... That's his birthday present right there. All right. All right, there you go. You heard it first. Renee is picking the Rams. All right. I like that. I like that. All right. Well, we're going to get to a break, and then we'll a little bit more after this for our final segment. All right. Let's do it. All right. Listen live online. FreeAsianRadio.com. When you need to be caught up on all that's going on in the sports world, tune into the Best in the World Sports Report with all-knowing John Brown each and every Saturday morning, starting at 8 a.m. here on the Philly Go Flow at phillygoflow.com. They'll challenge your authority because that's what kids do. But this car is your territory. And in here, your word is law. So when you say you won't move until everyone's buckled up, you won't budge an inch until you hear that click. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. For more information, visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup. The following is a production of the Lance J Radio Network and Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. The opinions and views expressed are certainly those of the host and do not represent the views of Lance J Radio Network or NBC Sports Radio. All right, everybody, we are back, John. Good time today. We had a good show. I had fun. I, I, I have a confession. All right. I, I might be willing to check out this whole lacrosse thing. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. I, I'm not quite sure if it will fully replace wrestling. 
<laughs> but you know, I'll but check de- it out. Absolutely, de- definitely but, check it out. But it's I a fun def- sport to watch. But I will definitely boo this Buffalo team. I can't stand those dudes. <laughs> I need to start looking up people I need to boo. I need to start looking up uh, guys I need to hate on. Get, get yourself a hate list. Together. Yeah, I got. I got. I got to. I got to work on that. Let me. Let me. Let me work on that, man. Let's, let's see what we got. But in the meantime, right. you know, you work on your hate list. Yes. I'm gonna say goodbye to the people. All right. We had a good show. Yes, we we did very much so. Talk ja, football. Talk yes. Thanks for your work always. Oh, of course, of course. All right, I got the so, Buffalo Bandits. Uh, I'm pulling up their website. Their website even moves slow. You know, these dudes stink. <laughs> another reason for you. To another hate. reason. Yeah, <laughs> another reason for me to hate on the Buffalo Bandits. Their website stinks. So everybody, if you didn't know, John works hard. Yes. Wrestling is not a real sport. Of course. The Pacers are done. <laughs> is this the official recap? This is, is the, the official is recap. The official show recap. Okay. All right. All right. Saints fans are whiners. Oh, yeah. Very much so. We had a great time talking to our guest, Miss Renee Washington of the National Lacrosse League. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She was. That was fun. She helped us out. All right. I got a couple names Matthew Bennett. For the Buffalo, uh, for the Buffalo Bandits, yeah, can't stand him. Okay, Dallas Brit- Brittle, don't like him. <laughs> uh, Kevin Br- Brownell from the Buffalo, yeah, yeah, he stinks. I'm just I'm just rattling off names because I I don't know any of these dudes. Zach Higgins, that's their goalie. Yeah, he stinks. I'll boo every last one of these dudes. And apparently now John hates the Buffalo Bandits. Well, that's what that's what uh, that's what that's what <laughs> Renee told me to do. She said that's our rival. Mm-hmm. I boo rivals. Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Screw that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us. It's been fun. We're going to do it again next week. We will talk to you in February. Yeah. It, oh my God. Yeah. In February. That's real, right there. That's real. We'll come back. And we'll talk some. We're gonna talk Super Bowl next week, right? We're definitely gonna talk Super Bowl. Super Bowl, All Star Game, all that. All, oh yeah, All Star Game, Super Bowl. No Pro Bowl. No Pro. No, right, oh, like oh, that never oh. happened. But I will tell. I'll talk to you about the Royal Rumble, though. We can do that. All right. I'll talk to you about the Royal Rumble. That we can do. Okay. <laughs> all right. Peace, y'all. Peace. The preceding was a production of the Lance J Radio Network and Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. The opinions and views expressed are strictly those of the host and do not represent the views of Lance J Radio Network or NBC Sports Radio. You feeling this podcast? To hear this and more, go to SoundCloud.com slash B-I-T-W Sports or on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and search Best in the World Sports.